This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. Partnership for the Arts Radio is located at Virtual Edge 360 in Port Charlotte, Florida. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Hi, Dave. How are you doing today? Feeling blessed, Nanette. How about yourself? I am great, and I'm really excited. Today, we are going to be talking to Kelly Gaylord from the Punta Gorda Historic Mural Society. So, welcome, Kelly. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, it's wonderful to have you here, Kelly. We've got a lot of great stuff to talk about, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody drives into Punta Gorda for the first time, one of the things that they might notice that's different than a lot of other towns is that there are a lot of paintings on the side of buildings. That's right. Yeah, a lot of incredible murals. Yeah. What's yeah. the story with that? Yeah, so it started back in 1994. Um, Dr. Bob Andrews, who was our founder, actually was here before. He was up in Chimaeus, Vancouver, up in Canada. And he noticed all of these murals around the town and started asking about it. And it was really a way for them to capture their history, vast history up there, and depict that history in the form of, of art on the walls. It also was a, a really good way to, for the town to be revitalized, and a lot of people to the town. So he thought about that and he says, well, wait a minute, we have a lot of great history back in Punta Gorda. Mm-hmm. And what, he brought that idea back and started talking to the council, city council about it, and a bunch of other people in town, and launched, officially launched the Mural Society in 1994. Wow. We painted our first mural in 1995. And what was the first mural? The first mural was the Hotel Charlotte Harbor. So let's just talk about that first mural sure. for a minute. Is it a one-part mural, or is that the two-part mural? Well, originally, the Hotel Charlotte Harbor, which was our first mural, um, was one mural. It was on the side of the mall downtown, which is now gone. The mall, and yes. And it had a lot of people that had stayed in the hotel. Fancy hotel that was here when? So the Hotel Charlotte Harbor, yes. So it began as the Hotel Punta Gorda. Which was built by the railroad. Yes, when the railroad arrived. What happened in Florida, as the railroads came down into Florida and, and settlements sprung up, uh, Flagler went down the East Coast and Henry Plant went down the West Coast. So Henry Plant brought the, the, the railroad here back in 1886, and he immediately built a hotel. And that was typical of the day. They'd run the line down to a particular area, then they'd build a hotel. And that would bring tourists to that area and kind of the rich and famous. So he built the Hotel Punta Gorda and ran it for, and they ran it for many years. And then it fell into decline and it was sold to Cornelia Vanderbilt and he and, and Baron Collier. And they revitalized it and renamed it and added a floor and restuccoed it and kind of changed it all around. And uh, put in private bathrooms because at the time there were no private bathrooms. So put in private bathrooms and reopened it as the Hotel Charlotte Harbor. Typically only open in season during during the summer it would close. And then it was sold and it was reinvented as the Charlotte Harbor Spa. It closed one summer in 1959 and a fire broke out and it burned to the ground. Oh, right. Wow. So So that was, and that was that. Yeah, that was that. But it was a beautiful hotel both times because the Hotel Punta Gorda had that Victorian style, which I, I personally like. Right. You said something about the rich and famous came there. Yes. So folks like, well, of course, Vanderbilt and, and Collier were, they were men of quite wealth and they were in this area a lot. When people like 
uh, Wanamaker was here, and of course Ford and Edison, and Carnegie Mellon. Kelly, are all of those depicted in the mural? In the, in the mural, we have a number of people. We have Ford and Edison. We have uh, Daniel Beard, who is the actual the founder of the Boy Scouts. Oh. He's, he's in there. And we have Mellon Burke, who was a famous golfer of the time back in the 50s. She right. stayed in the Hotel Charlotte Harbor. Yeah, so it's a nice cross-section. Yes. And I think we should mention that that's not the original mural that was there, um, because we lost several during Hurricane Charlie, right? Hurricane Charlie arrived in 2004. We had painted 20 murals, and we lost 10. Oh, we lost wow. Half. But we've recreated all but two, and um, so that one has been recreated. Now, and when you redid the mural, were the same people recaptured? Yes, yeah, so we recaptured the same people, but we were able to create this mural in two parts. We were able to recreate it as the Hotel Punta Gorda and the Hotel Charlotte Harbor. So it is the same hotel, but they were in different times. So it was added on, so we were able to capture both. Now, Dave, I've probably seen that mural 5,000 times, mm -hmm. and I have never known that about it, yeah. that it really was actually the same hotel same in hotel. different iterations. Yes, absolutely. See, you learn something every day. You do, a little slice of history. And this is a way that you can come and learn even more history of the area, because I actually teach a class where I've taken all of our murals. We have 29 murals at this point. And I put them in chronological order based on the history they depict. Oh, wonderful. And we start off with the natives, local natives that were here. And we go all the way through 450 years of history, right on up to the 1950s wow. and 60s. And you get to see all 29 murals. You do it from the comfort of your classroom chair and air conditioning. And you get to see all of them and you actually learn all about the history of the area at the same time. So when, where are these classes you teach? So I teach the class over at FGCU at the Renaissance Academy. Which is right downtown. Right downtown, absolutely. It's a wonderful facility that we have here. How long is the class, Kelly? It's a two and a half hour class and we take a nice break in the middle. I teach it throughout the year. The next one will be in September. And when is that? Uh, September 18th is the next one. And then I'll teach it. There's one scheduled for November and then January, February, March. I always hit those three months. Now, what about walking tours of the murals? So in season, we have those scheduled for January, February, March through FGCU as well. Okay. And that's, you're the leader of that? Yes. And then I take it around and I have mm -hmm. a microphone so everybody can hear. We How many people did you take around at one time? Try to keep that group down to about 15 or more than 20. Mm -hmm. And how far do you go, Kelly? How many do you see on the walking tour? That's only, we only go about a mile and a half. So you only see about 10 to 12 murals. Okay. Right. Now. Okay. So the class gives you a much more broader experience. How many murals are just in the downtown area? Well, it depends on how far you like to walk. If you're willing <laughs> to walk about two and a half miles, you can get to 18, like maybe 20 of them. Right, so really, that's not that's not a long walk with a lot of artwork in the air. Yeah, but it can get warm even in uh, the cooler months in the peak season. Yeah, though, this particular past winter was warm. We we only had one tour that we actually wore a jacket. Wow. So. Now I think I have read. Do you have barcodes? You'll find there's a plaque on every there's a bronze plaque on every mural that tells you the artist in the year that we painted it and who our sponsors were. And right by the bronze plaque is a QR code. It's about two inches square. 
and you can scan it with your app on your phone, a QR reader on your phone. Excellent. And, and it brings you right to the website page for that mural. We have an extensive website that has all the murals there and it tells you all the history behind them and the history that they're depicting. And it brings you right to that page on our website. Well, you know what I'm doing when we're done with this interview, don't you? <laughs> going to drive right on over and check out one of these murals. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is George Mancini, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts, and it is a rewarding experience. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking to Kelly Gaylord from the Punta Gorda Historic Mural Society. And we were talking about the QR codes that you can scan with your phone and get all the information about the mural. So, Kelly, when did you put the codes with the murals? We put it in about two and a half years ago, and we do it now with every mural. And it gives people an opportunity if they go into the class or even in the tour, and then they're walking another day or they have some people visiting and they're walking them by the murals, they can say, oh, I have to remember what Kelly said about this mural, and I can't quite remember. So they just scan the code, and it comes right up. Excellent. Do you have the ability to track how many people are using that? Oh, we do. So now when Dave heads out today to go check out, say, a mural or two, if he was just going to check out one, what would your recommendation be? What's well, your favorite? Of course, I can't, I can't officially have a favorite, but I would probably send you over to Wood Street, which is between Olympia and Marion, mm-hmm. and there is a, a wonderful mural called the Cattle Drive Down Marion Avenue. It is my favorite, um, and it really depicts the old cow hunters that were here. They weren't called cowboys because they hunted their cattle in Florida. And the, hunt, the cow hunters would go round up their cattle and drive them right down Marion Avenue to the, the cattle dock here in Punta Gorda to ship them out. So and where did they go from here? From here, they went down to the Caribbean, mostly to, to Cuba and other places, the Caribbean islands. And ship them out. Wow. See, what, what history, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And those cattle were running free because what happened was when the Spanish came here and they would try to set up settlements, a lot of times they get run off. And they would just leave everything behind, including the cattle and their horses. Oh. <laughs> and they, would, they would also take, they pillaged, right? So they would take what they were looking for. They were looking for silver and gold and unfortunately slaves. So they would enslave mm-hmm. the natives. So they dump everything else here, take all that back on their on their ships back. So the cattle, if the settlement didn't make it, the cattle were out running free. So as settlers started down here after the Civil War, they were saying, hmm, how can I make any money? Well, there's cattle out there. I just have to go round them up, which was pretty tricky. And to learn how to do that. So they would use the horses that were left behind and they would train dogs and they used a bullwhip. The bullwhip they would crack right by the ear of the cattle to get them to go in a particular direction. I've seen that on Indiana Jones. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Do you know what creates that crack from a bullwhip? It is the sound traveling so fast that it actually is a small sonic boom, correct? And it creates a sonic boom. Yeah. So talking about the um, cattle reminds me of that wonderful book, A Land Remembered. Absolutely. By Patrick Smith. I talk about that on my tour. Oh, do you? It's an excellent yeah. book. Everybody should read that. Yes. Even though it's fiction, it's really based on history. And it gives right. you a real good understanding of what happened here post-Civil War. Mm-hmm. And how the, the cattlemen really became quite wealthy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Great book. Yeah. All that that free cattle roaming around. That's right. That's where you step. (laughs) Yes. So, Kelly, tell us what's going on 
that's new right now with the mural society. So we just dedicated our 29th mural. It is at the fire at our firehouse, which is our first inside one. And I understand there was a good reason for that. Yes. And the reason we did it inside was that these wonderful the bay doors are always open inside our, our fire station number one. Which is, where is that? It's right on uh, 41 North on 1410 Tamiami Trail. And it's at our public safety complex where uh, the fire department and the police department are. And those bay doors are open all the time. Mm -hmm. So they had approached us because they actually have 500 to 800 school kids come through that firehouse every single year for fire and safety prevention training. Ah, hence the good reason and what a perfect place for it. So how did all this with the education come together, Kelly? We're all about education. We are all about education. So we were like, wow, what a captive audience. So they approached us a little over a year ago, uh, Chief Briggs did, and said, have you ever thought about doing a mural at our firehouse? We have all these kids come through and they have a lot of adults come through too. I said, what a great idea. So we went over there and we're looking for an outside wall. Didn't really see anything that was appropriate. He says, what about inside? He says, this is the wall we use. We line up the kids and we usually have tables standing here and we'll talk to them about different things. It would be great if we had a backdrop that was a mural. That could be a, a teaching mural as well. So we just went off and started with that idea and just really took off, found a, a local artist to work with us. And he has created two murals actually inside the Bay Doors. One is our first firehouse mural, and it depicts the very first firehouse we had here in town, which is part, was originally part of City Hall. And it has our old fire engine there, and it has the guys at the time, they were all volunteer. They would leave their jobs whenever the whistle would blow and they go fight the fire. And then on the opposite wall, depicted a balcony, and it's actually several figures, it's seven different figures, and it starts with the Bucket Brigade back in the 1890s. You know, which is just crazy to think about, <laughs> getting close enough to a fire to throw a bucket of water on it. <laughs> this podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. And you can find other episodes of our talk show on our website at partnershipforthearts.org. We are talking to Kelly Gaylord from the Punta Gorda Historic Mural Society. And Kelly, we were talking about these uh, incredible murals inside the fire department in our downtown uh, area here. It starts with the old bucket brigade, as we were talking about, and then it goes from where? And it takes you all the way up, progressing through the different equipment and technology to our latest present day firefighters and the equipment that they use. So it's very, very, very cool. And for the kids, there's lots of hidden things. Of course, there's three dogs. You got to find the dogs. And there's some. There's a gecko, and there's there's a chicken because there's a story behind the chicken at the firehouse. And then there's other kinds of things for them to find the mural as well. So that's great. So it's a way to engage them Absolutely. as they're... They love it. And mm -hmm. there's a 9-11 connection on that mural as well. There absolutely there? is. Yes, there are two helmets that are on top of the locker inside the garage. And they have two numbers on them. And the number is the time that the plane hit the trade towers. And then the other one is the number of firemen that lost their lives. So that's yeah. a wonderful tribute to include. Right, right, on, on the mural for the fire department. Mm -hmm. And Kelly... You may remember Nanette and I made that ribbon cutting, and 
which was crazy. Which was crazy. It was packed. Yes, it was. It was packed. Standing room only. I kept waiting for the fire marshal to say, hey, too many people in here. Out you go. (laughs) But those murals are wonderful. And then we also have the clock. Did you notice that the clock had a particular time on it? Yes. Uh, yes, I do. It was Hurricane Charlie, right? You Hurricane Charlie time? That, oh. that particular time is the time that the eye of Hurricane Charlie Hurricane passed Charlie. over, kind of a couple of those things that are in there as well. We had a wonderful dedication, and uh, Chief Briggs made his famous barbecue. Which was oh, awesome. Yeah. Delicious Chief <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, we had a big turnout for that, so we were real excited. So that was our latest one. So excited about that. Tell us a little bit about how the idea of the mural comes to fruition. So for that particular mural, um, Chief Briggs said, you know, we want something that's a teaching tool as well for the kids. And we want to bring that in there, but we also want to capture the history of our volunteer firefighters. Because that was the big thing until... Uh, really until the 1950s, they weren't paid. So we started throwing around a few ideas. We started doing a lot of history with Punch Board History Center. We use historical societies. And we try to research and come up with a lot of old pictures, a lot of information about the topic that we hope to depict in the mural. And then we invite an artist. So we have a number of uh, mural artists in the area. We look at the, basically the subject that we're looking at, whether they're going to be a lot of people or figures. So we try to match that to the artist. So in this particular case, we had an artist um, out of Sarasota by the name of Skip Deirda. And Skip is very good with something we call trumploid, which is full the eye. He likes to recreate something that draws you in as if you're looking inside of a building or walking into it. So when you go there, it looks like the firehouse is actually there. It has the architectural detail and the people are as if you can walk right up to them. So we invited him in, gave him all this background, what we were trying to do, and see his brain start to work and he started thinking. So how long did it take him to come up with the idea? Within days, he came up with the proposal for those two, those two panels and really did an amazing job. Is that usual? I mean, does the artist usually get to come up with the design? Oh, absolutely. We have, we look to them to come up with the design. Was that the only design that was out there? We were thinking of something completely different. We were saying, well, maybe we'll look at kind of our original firehouse and kind of in the clouds, and maybe it'll move to another one. We had all kinds of crazy ideas, and he threw all that out <laughs> and came up with what we have today. Happy he did that, huh? Yeah. So we were very happy that he did that. Yes, we always look for the artists. We kind of give them some direction, but we typically look for them to come up with what we call the design, rendering. So what's the next step after the artist and you agree on the general idea, general design? He did a couple of sketches for us, and then we start to, to work with it and kind of refine it. And then they also give us a price, right. charge us to do it. Right. And that particular mural is quite large. It's, the one wall is 43 feet by 18 feet high, and the other wall is 20, maybe 22 feet by 10 feet high. Yeah, they're, they're both large murals. Very large murals. And they were going to include a lot of people. We knew that a lot right, of figures. Right. So he gave us his price, and then we put our budget together. And our budget is, of course, his fee, as well as any kind of prep that we might need to do, the cost of paint, the cost of a lift. He needed a scissor lift, which was quite expensive, a plaque. And then we also set aside a certain amount for maintenance, because we do maintain all of our murals. Right. And, of course, we have to seal them and then come up with that entire budget. That budget for that mural was $36,000, largest yet. Yeah. 
I think we got our money's worth. <laughs> hey everyone, Nanette and I want to thank you for listening to our show. This concludes part one of our interview with Kelly Gaylord from the Punta Gorda Historic Mural Society. Make sure you tune in to listen to part two because there's a lot more to talk about with the murals, the history, and how these things all come about. And next time you are in Punta Gorda downtown, make sure you take the time to walk around and look at all these wonderful pieces of art these people work so hard to create for you. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. You can find this and other episodes of our talk show on our website, partnershipforthearts.org.